I'm good at Photoshop, Excel, and getting racist rocks removed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Life Is What It Is, episode four. Another great episode. Thanks for tuning in. We're talking about bisexual superheroes, spiritual warriors, and of course, racist rocks. Thanks for listening. Like and follow for more. Andrew, congratulations, sir. Now you officially have more time to sexually harass your own family on your free time off off taxpayers' dollars. So, and that's how we're going to talk about that. But in other news, there has been the uh, the Democrats are having a bad time. Uh, Arizona Senator Tony Navarrete, I guess is how you pronounce his Sounds name. Sounds good to me. He's been accused of seven felony charges involving sexual conduct with two, two teenagers. How do these people in government have so much time to fuck? I mean, I get home from my full-time job. I do the yard, and I'm like, honey, I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, And these guys have enough time, especially this, uh, uh, what's his name, Tony? N- Tony, yeah, Tony yeah, Never. Yeah, call him Tony, fucking, uh, you know, he's driving by fucking uh, high schools, getting little boys uh, excited uh, bl- in his fucking jobs. Jeep Wrangler over here. Yeah, well, according to what I read, uh, it's not even like a, you know, a, a teen coming forward to the investigators and saying, hey, this happened. They actually set him up and they got the teen to call him and they recorded him and the teen discussing things that they have done and things they would like to do with each other. I tell you what happened. All, all the boys that he was fucking, they all got together on group chat, said, you know what? This Tony guy is screwing us. He's not sending the Fortnite gift cards like he's told us he would. Let's fucking turn his ass in. This is bullshit. Yeah, it says here, uh, in the recorded call monitored by police, never at 35. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention, he's part of the LGBTQ uh, leadership in Washington. Well, he was, because he's resigned now. Wow. But, yeah, he was hanging out with AOC and all those people. Uh, what a winner. Acknowledged touching the victim's penis, performing oral sex on the youth multiple times over several years, according to documents released by the Maricopa County Superior Court. This is, uh, where the fuck is this at? It's Arizona. He's in Arizona, um, Maricopa County. Wow. Yeah. So uh, apparently he was arrested and had a $50,000 bond. Yeah, he's a Democrat. Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Always is. (laughs) Wow. Well, you know, Arizona has become much more liberal over the years. They used to be more conservative. So apparently he's a a state senator. He's not not a a big senator, but he does hang with the, the big senators in Washington. I, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. They're having a bad, they're having a bad, you know, I don't know, man. Look at that. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> wow. Look at that. That's a, that's a pervert stash if I've ever seen one before. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess my question is when you, when you hear about politicians doing this, discussing uh, acts with kids like this, how do they even have access to these kids? It's not like he can just walk into a high school. Like, I mean, for me, I haven't been to high school over 10 years. I couldn't just walk in and try to be shady well you should you know i don't know what this guy did or how they met but you should always question the single older man who wants to hang out and you know play basketball with kids or coach little league or something because that's a little weird it's always that situation it's always that situation you always see like you'll see like uh you know some coach or some Mm -hmm. pe teacher you know at a at a middle school or something he gets busted and he was a single dude yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that you know being married doesn't make you a freak, but uh, the, you know, it, it he was always a, it's always some kind of situation that just puts them in that situation where they can do stuff like that. I've never met a guy that uh, aside from spending time with like his small group of friends or his family 
would just would rather hang out with somebody else rather than just be alone. <laughs> Every guy I know just wants to be well, alone. Wants to be alone. <laughs> you know, sit, sit it, sit. You know, when you when you when you have free time to yourself, as, as I'm an older man, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you like to just sit and watch a movie without you know without having to pause it every 15 minutes. I haven't done that in years. What's yeah. it like? What, watching a movie without having to pause it in 15 years? It's pretty cool. You know, going back to the stereotype, you know, it also reminds me of this uh, certain uh, orphan superhero uh, that hangs around with one small boy, one young boy. Uh, and and I, I think this Tony guy would really like uh, his sidekick, Robin, now uh, oh. because he's bisexual. What? That came out this week, yeah. Um, ho- <laughs> holy progressiveness, Batman. Um, I will, my, my pronouns are now, uh, it and, you know, whatever it and is, but yeah, uh, it came out in the, it's some recent, um, comic, uh, Robin's bisexual. You don't get more progressive than that. Wait, is, was this actually written into a comic? This was, yep. And I mean, we all knew it from the early Batman movies from like the late nineties with the nipples of the, of the, you know, armor. We all knew it was going to come out, but, uh, Yeah. We, li- literally, you know, these progressive nutcase lunatics are destroying everything in our society, every aspect of it. What's that, what's that famous uh, comic writer's name? Um, older guy. I think he's dead now. Oh, Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Yeah. He's dead, right? Yeah. He's probably rolling over in his fucking grave. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it was sad when he passed away because, like, his whole, his, all of his kids were divided about who gets all the money and all this bullshit. It was disgusting. Just split it up evenly. Yeah. God, I'm sure there was enough of it. Okay, so what do we got here? Uh, Robin's dropping big personal news in the latest installment of Batman Urban Legends. He's bisexual. How does, what I want to know is, uh, how does Batman feel about this? Did you, have you read the comic yet? No. Because I want to know how he feels about it. Is he? You know? I can't bring myself to read it, that bullshit. <laughs> is he go- it's fucking one step above toilet paper. <laughs> is he going full on woke? Batman, instead of having Robin live in his uh, mansion, he's getting him a shitty little fucking apartment in downtown. Just like, get out of here, Robin. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, He can't fire him because it'll be discrimination. I've got to keep him around. Got to keep him on the health uh, insurance. I've got nothing to say about this, Kyle, because I'm just usually spending my time to find time to watch movies without having to pause them every 15 minutes. These these are my little small hits of dopamine that uh, get me through each day. Trevor Moore. You know, Dead. Yeah, this this past week he's been dead for a few days. Uh, Is it drugs? What did he die of? So, well, oh, we're getting into it, baby. Um, first and foremost, for those of you who don't know, Trevor Moore was a member and founder of the sketch comedy troupe called uh, Whitest Kids You Know. They had um, a pretty large following um, on IFC. Remember that TV channel, independent film? Inde- independent film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, still around. Yeah, they 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 got their footing on that um, station and. When my generation was growing up, at least in my high school, which is, you know, a really small group of people, obviously, that's like where we learned our comedy from. We didn't really care about SNL or anything, but when one of us discovered uh, some of their sketches on YouTube, I mean, they just spread like wildfire. Really? Yeah. They, <laughs> the, um, they went viral. Yeah. Back before there was viral? Because, man, that, viral was back then. that sense of humor, I had never heard anything like it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was incredible. But like, like the Hitler rap. The Hitler rap. <laughs> yeah, let's let's introduce these people. Yeah, so to the so, Hitler rap. So the singing Set it up, uh, is Kyle. Trevor Moore. Um, <laughs> uh, the they actually had a lot of musical skits, and it was usually all Trevor. He plays guitar and sings and stuff. Um, but yeah, so this is this is called the Hitler rap. Uh, enjoy. 
streets in the fancy cars Said H-I-T-L-E-R Thought we'd never make it, but here we are <laughs> The name is A, and I'm back in command Cause I'm the illest pure representing Deutschland Reich 2, Reich 3, that's me The mastermind behind World War 3 No 2, my bad, oh well, started over Been gone for so long, but now I'm back and I'ma show ya Everybody Hitler hating when they speak my name But it's a new millennium, man, the Fuhrer is changed And what I bet y'all didn't know is now I'm down with the Jews My the gypsies, homosexuals, and retards too Because I stopped burning people, started, started burning CDs Stopped battling the world, started battling MCs Just started busting rhymes, finally found my groove And now, now the SS, SS on my jacket stands for super smooth <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so, you know, it was that brand of comedy, you know, completely ridiculous, so funny, so outlandish, and, and you know, they just leaned 100% into it, and uh, I loved it, and he was, he was 41, he had a really young son, um, and I went through all of his tweets, you know, nothing too concerning, seemed really happy, all that stuff, but um, the cause of death is unknown, so just what- Just some health issue, maybe? <laughs> we'll check this shit out. Um, no, nothing diagnosed. Um, so what happened, uh, his, he, they lived in California, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but his wife came home one day and he's dead in the yard. Heart attack? What 41 year olds have heart attacks? Very, wait, wait. Now listen, no, 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 Was no. Is he listen. using that chemical? Listen. I see the ads all the time for, you know, did you use Roundup? <laughs> did you use Roundup? Did he take the COVID vaccine? Have no. You, so. Have you suffered from? <laughs> Um, so they've done the preliminary autopsy. It's, uh, un, unclear, nothing, um, nothing as of noted, they went ahead at the funeral. They're going to do a more, uh, intense, um, more specific autopsy. But one thing that's interesting, David is on his Twitter, he was pretty, uh, uh, prominent, not in the conspiracy world, but he was posting a lot. Okay. And one of his more recent tweets was basically about um, how he believed the government uh, controlled people through chaos. Basically, you know, if you just keep having these chaotic events, you know, people freak out and you can, you know, basically tell them what they do and it calms down a lot of people. And basically he believed that was the government's way of controlling people. Do I believe that? Yeah. But it's kind of suspicious, dude. 41, no, no uh, disclosed health issues. I mean, he, he's, he's never had any, you know, public issues with drugs, but also you have to think if they do a preliminary autopsy, they're looking for the obvious things, right? Right. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Also, also I went down the Trevor Moore rabbit hole, his most recent, uh, project. He was, he had a, actually a, like a web show on comedy central, the Trevor Moore show. Yeah. And pull, pull it up for me. Go ahead and Google this. I want to get the, the name right. Just Google um, Comedy Central Trevor Moore, like, Time to Die or something like that. It was one of his last episodes, and that was the title. Yeah, Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore, Time to Die? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that'll come up. Do, 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 do. Get Ready to Die two months ago, ladies and gentlemen. This was the Trevor Moore show. The title of it was Get Ready to Die. On June twelfth, twenty twenty one, it's it's suspicious. I haven't watched the episode. Yeah, I haven't but it's, watched it. No, but it's maybe somebody just unplugged him from the Matrix. <laughs> you remember how when you got unplugged in the Matrix, yeah. he just died. So Could you're be me he's he's Keanu Reeves in another no, world right now, fighting battery you, robots. You, you want to talk about conspiracy? I I I do. I think we are very in the Matrix. Much so. 
You know what would really piss me off if we were actually in the Matrix, not to get off on a tangent here, is if I knew I was in the Matrix, I'd be going, motherfuckers, this is the best you could come up with? <laughs> Why don't I have a sex robot yet? Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah, where's, where's my flying car? Yeah, yeah. So, no, I think it's pretty clear that we're Maybe in you should simulation. put a link to this in the description of this episode. You can okay. do that, right? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Kevin? Or is, Trevor? Is he, shut the Trevor fuck Moore? up. Trevor Moore. Kevin Moore's his alcoholic brother. No. Is it really? No, <laughs> no I don't know. <laughs> uh, they had a really, they had another funny sketch. You want to play another sketch? Go sure. back to WK, WKUK and type in Lincoln. Uh, they did a, a sketch about uh, Ford's Theater. I, th I think, Oops. yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, Lincoln perfect. assassination. Yep, 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 yep. And then um, play it and fast forward about 15, uh, about this 30, it? Yeah, yeah, 15 to 30 seconds in. Hold on, I got it. Is this the biggest roofing innovation I've ever got, I've Fuck got you. commercials. I told him about Adblock. Uh, he, he told me the Jews made it. He didn't want it. <laughs> didn't say that. <laughs> okay, fast forward like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah keep going. Yeah, keep going a little bit. Oh, God, you're killing me. Empire! It bit me right in the neck! Yeah, just wait. Oh, no! Save yourself, Hamlet! So the, the play's Shit. on stage. Othello, <laughs> I will avenge you. Those are the other two and guys in the comedy troupe. And rid this castle of the vampire scourge that has taken this fair city. We'll I fast shall forward hunt this each and everyone down in, in this town and drive a wooden stake through their heart. Just wait. All this for my friend Othello. Oh, no! Hamlet, turn around! He turned into a vampire! He's gonna bite you! Oh shit! Hamlet! I can't watch this! Hey everybody, I can't watch this! Well, some of us are trying to. John, please. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> it's Lincoln heckling. He's a gangster. You skinny ass looking motherfucker! Turn around and say it again! Turn around and say it again! Turn around, say it Will again! Will you please be quiet? John, that is the President of the United States. I don't care who it is, he's ruining Hamlet. Oh! Now you fucked up! Now you <laughs> fucked up! And that's John Wilkes Booth, yeah, John. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> you have fucked up now! Now you fucked up! 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 Now you have fucked up! Mr. President, will you please be quiet? Suck my presidential cock, bitch! You <laughs> fat-ass piece of shit! You tubalard-looking motherfucker! What? 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 Hey! Oh what? What? Huh? I don't know why you're looking up at me, bitch! Plays on stage! <laughs> I'm not putting on a play up here! I'm trying to be entertained right now! Mr. President, be Quiet. John, calm down. Listen to the woman, John. <laughs> calm down. Just calm down. Calm down. Just calm yeah, so, down. So, yeah. Calm I mean, all, all their stuff is oh masterclass. It really is. You know, if if SNL would have... Oh, so, well, funny funny story. He um, interned for one of the writers on SNL, and he quit because he's like... He didn't like it? It wasn't funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Saturday Night Live hasn't been funny probably since the 70s yeah. or the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> So no, um, rest in peace, Trevor. Hopefully, um, hopefully they have a cause of death <laughs> that's not um, egregiously um, offensive. I'm sure it was just you know something. I'm telling you, somebody unplugged him. <laughs> that's what happened. I'm waiting for the day that somebody unplugs me. You know what I fucking hate, Dave? 
What's that? I fucking hate rocks. Yes. I especially hate racist rocks. They're the worst. Apparently, there's one in Wisconsin. I've heard about that it's one. It's a big, yeah. giant boulder. It was on some campus, and the students say the rock is a symbol of racism. Citing one news article from 1925. One news article. And they had to remove this big, giant boulder. They paid all that money to get uh, that fucking boulder removed. They paid quite a bit of money f- uh, to have it removed, I do believe. Uh, let's see. It says Should here, okay, the University of Wisconsin removed a large boulder from its Madison campus on Friday because two student groups complained that the rock was a symbol of racism. <laughs> wow. You can't even make what's this their, shit up. What's, what's their claims? What are their claims? Uh, let's see here. The boulder is named after Thomas Crowder Chamberlain, a 19th century geologist and former university president. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The university... Uh, excavated the 42-ton boulder and placed wow. it on top of the observatory hill to honor Chamberlain. It's rare. Large example of a pre-Cambrian error. Yeah, Glacial right, right. Yeah. erratic. I have no idea what I'm saying right now. That experts say is likely over 2 billion years old. Wow. It, oh, wait, you're saying we had racism 2 billion years ago? That's why they had to kill the dinosaurs off. They had, they had um, other dinosaurs getting okay. their cotton. Here we go. We're getting uh well, you know, it's an interesting rock. It was clear. Okay, it was c- carried from glaciers as far as north as Canada and dumped on Observatory Hill along with billions and tons of other debris. Wow, they had litter back billions of years ago. <laughs> I'm learning a lot from this article. <clears throat> However, one news article from nearly a hundred years ago referred to the rock as a racial slur. So now the rock must go. I want to know what slur they use. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, let's see what's Wisconsin State Journal story from 1925 called The Rock a derogatory name for black people, <laughs> which ignited a campaign to have the boulder removed, despite that the report, historian, uh, despite the report that historians have not found any other time that the slur was used. They don't say what the slur was. Can I make my own up? Don't say it. Okay. I don't want to have to beep yet. <laughs> That's the one word I don't like. It's a nasty, it's a dirty word. Uh, the Black Student Union and Wonk Sheik. Okay, we may have to go into that. Wait, what is Wonk, Wonk Sheik? Sheik? Oh, an indigenous student organization on campus. Indigenous. Uh, oh, so they had two members? Like Indians. Like Indians. Oh, okay. Uh, started the campaign to remove the lo- rock last summer. Shouldn't these two students spend their time like studying or like getting a part-time job or like building relationships? Um, or are they just well, just complaining I, about this? No, no, go for uh, it. Yeah, yeah, you guys are the ones just paying fifty the rock. grand a year. Yeah, go uh, for it. This rock offends me. Move it. <laughs> I have the power. I'm gonna have to go in my backyard and get rid of all my rocks. Well, now. Yeah, I mean, the, you should hear what they've told me about you. Oh, they hate you, Dave. I'm sure they do. That fucking Portuguese motherfucker out there, fucking just sits in that fucking house. He thinks he's so high and mighty. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen to this quote. Removing the rock as a monument in a prominent location prevents further harm to our community while preserving the rock's educational research value for our current and future students. It was from 1925. I have a list. That was almost 100 years ago. I have a list of places <laughs> I'll never uh, live at, and Wisconsin just made the Wisconsin list. Wisconsin just Fucking made shithole. the list. Yeah. There's, there's few there's few areas of freedom anymore. You, you know, I can just imagine like their parents, you know, call them up. They probably talk to them once a week. Hey, hey, honey, how are you doing? What have you been doing this week? Well, mother, I've gotten a rock removed off canvas. And I hope, I hope their dad said, what the fuck are you doing up there? Get your shit together. 
Pass your fucking classes. Who gives a fuck about a dumb rock? What are you going to do? Put that on your resume? Well, apparently... I'm they, good uh, at Photoshop, Excel, and getting racist <laughs> rocks removed. Well, And I would be great uh, and a fantastic <clears throat> contribution to your uh, organization. Well, apparently these student groups have been busy. Because in June of 2020, at the University of Wisconsin, they demanded that an Abraham Lincoln statue be removed. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's the only one who, you know, he, he did issue the Emancipation Proclamation, but they say is uh, anti-black and anti-native. There's no winning. You can't win. Yeah. You can't right. win any of this shit. Look, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you, it's very important to understand with these, with these, you know, crazy nutcase liberals, it's not about them getting what they want. Because even if you give it to them, they'll still complain. They want it's, more. They want to complain. Complaining makes them happy. And they've found a really ass-backwards way as to just c- complain about everything because it gives them power. Because we give them power. Yeah. That's what's fucked up. If, if these organizations would literally just start to say, shut the fuck up. How dare you come interrupt our meeting with trying to get this rock removed? Your little fucking kids go away. If we did that for like a year or two across, you know, this country, yeah, it would solve, it would solve itself. Well, it, and apparently they didn't just want the Abe, uh, Abe Lincoln statue removed. They wanted 100% removal of the statue. Don't want to move. They didn't want it moved somewhere else. <laughs> they want to destroy. But apparently the school said, fuck off and rejected the request. <laughs> that's one step, but I guess they, <laughs> there didn't you learn, go. they didn't learn their lesson. That's, that's one step in the right direction. I mean, how much would it cost to move, what, a 42-ton boulder? I mean, look, okay, it's so cost I, a see, lot of money. <laughs> I see five guys there, one's cut off. I see one huge flatbed truck with a crane with on top. With a crane on top. And the, ugh, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's absurd. It's absurdity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- that's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. It. The manpower, we've, the equipment. I'll tell you, we've had to hire smaller cranes than that. And the crane, you get the crane, you got to pay for the crane, the rental. Then you have to pay for the guy who can run it. Because not just anybody can run a crane. You have to be like certified or something. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I could try. Yeah, you could probably do. It'd Watch prob- a YouTube video on it. It would probably end an absolute disaster. But it, it was... It was like six or seven thousand dollars, yeah, to rent a crane. So we just did it half-assed. <laughs> we we did it like they do, you know, in the in the poor areas of you know uh, South America when they're building shit. They don't care about OSHA or anything <laughs> like that. Just drag that shit up some two by fours, two stories up in the air. I I, I actually feel really bad for the um, the students, probably you know, in across the street from where this is happening, in the library studying for their physics final, yeah, and just beep beep beep. <laughs> They're just cursing eternally. Saying, this is oh, bullshit. Geez. How long is it going to take them to move it? Mm-hmm. Look how big that thing is. Yeah. It's huge. Looks like there was a plaque here. They took the plaque Thank out. Thank God. Too. They had to get rid of that. It was racist. The plaque was racist, too. Everything is racist. I feel like I could come up with some um, racial names for The Rock. <laughs> but you're not going to let me say that. No, no, I don't. Okay. It was a derogatory term for black people. So, Kyle, I got this song that's been bouncing around in my head. Really? It's really, 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 really catchy. Have I heard it? Uh, probably not. Really? Um, you know, it's we, not... Uh, we talking like a top 10 uh, pop yeah, hit? Are we talking no, Ariana Grande? It's not mm. exactly mainstream. Um, all I can do is play it for you. It's brilliance at its best. Poof, coronavirus came from overseas. 
Infecting folks across the land. This doesn't get old. Yeah. A little bats virus. Hey, that's racist. Can't say bats virus. The cases grow and the world has gone too. It's a family show. Oh, my God. Okay, so that is Dr. Collins. Dr. Francis Collins, I do believe his name is. Yes, Dr. Francis Collins. He is the head of the NIH. I'm, I'm so I'm assuming he uh, is a physician. He is. He's well. He's the head of the NIH, the National and he, something. And he has something. time <laughs> to be writing this shit. Yeah. Shouldn't he be uh, helping? Or I don't know. Something? Well, he's got a nice looking music room. Look at that. Well, you, you know, let's 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 be honest, Dave. Let's paint the fucking picture. He's in his fucking McMansion uh, with his fucking old wife who's swimming across the fucking screen. I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to put the link in the description. Please, please click on it for yourself. You'll love it. <laughs> Um, and you know, they're, they're okay. Scroll down, go to the tags of this video. You said this is on YouTube kids. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. There. Look at that. Okay. YouTube kids. Yeah. And it only has 12,000 views. So, so what these assholes at the NIH have realized, they said, Hey, oh, the national health Institute. Yeah, it's not on his personal channel. It's on the NIH channel. And what they realized, Hey, YouTube kids, basically it's, uh, a way for parents to just, uh, dodge all the responsibilities and just, uh, create a little dopamine dopamine machine for their kids, give them a tablet, press play on YouTube kids, and it'll just keep playing videos over and over and over again. You don't even have to uh, pretend your kid's alive. It's excellent. It's like an electronic babysitter. Exactly. Awesome. So, so Free. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's free. You don't want to pigeonhole anybody. Uh, so they sprinkle these propaganda videos in there, and you know the parents don't even realize their kids are listening to this shit. Keep, keep, let's listen to some more. Poof, coronavirus came from overseas. That's racist. Infecting folks across the land, Seattle, NYC. Poof, coronavirus called COVID-19. Quickly spread like a wildfire. Now we're in quarantine. Now no one can travel or even leave their homes. Schools are closed. Okay, Dave, pause it. Bet- between you and me. <laughs> I like the Hitler rap song more. That's just me. That's just me. That's just my musical taste. Now, I want to be fair, okay? This he did this for it's called Camp Fantastic and it says it in the description and all that. And I looked it up to see what it was. It's basically a summer camp for kids with like really bad diseases like cancer and shit like that. And it's a summer camp. They can go and they can be like normal kids, but they have the medical staff on uh, and they're going to make these poor fucking kids well, listen to this Well, shit. this gets even better because apparently this is the kind of shit he does when he goes to that summer camp for these kids. And, you know, you know, a kid having cancer is really sad. But I think if I had cancer and I was a kid and this dude showed up at my summer camp, it was I'd be like, can't this shit progress any quicker? <laughs> I'm done. Won't this B-cell lymphoma hurry up? No, you know what? If you really want to make these kids have a great time at summer camp, hookers and below. Hookers. Not this bullshit. They're going to be dead soon anyway. Yeah. Let them go out with a bang. Yeah. Let them have the time of their <laughs> fucking life. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Kids must know. Avoid the danger zone. Avoid the danger zone. We zones. all must do our part mm-hmm. to protect the ones we love. So if you meet at least six feet and handle doors with gloves, oh, oh, there's this wife. She's, she's a dude. She's raped him before. They have. I can tell by his look. Uh, they have non-consensual sex. I cannot. 
but he has never. It's, he, it's impossible. People <laughs> got to go watch this because it's impossible to describe what you're seeing on this on the screen. Um, you, it, if you if you struggle <laughs> to understand how Yoko owner Yoko Ono is art, you're you're probably not going to understand this. Uh, it's I, I don't you know maybe I mean he is an older guy. They probably grew up in the '60s. Maybe maybe they did a lot of drugs. Maybe they didn't do enough. <laughs> You know, I have I have a they really should do I, more drugs. I have a, well, I think more people should do more drugs. That should be my slogan. Yeah, more people do more drugs. I have a real issue with one of his lines in his little lullaby. We must all do our part. At, who said that? You know, we're talking the general public is is uh, you know, say Dave, you're are you responsible for anybody's health other than your own? Um. Think about that. That's a good question. Am I responsible for anybody's health? Yeah, other than your own. No. Are you responsible? If I go out there and I get catch a coronavirus, is it your problem? Why the hell would I be responsible for exactly. that? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, here's the thing. You were right, Kyle. You're Kyle's predictions. I'm going to have to work on the bumper. Kyle's future facts. Kyle's predictions of the week. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Cuomo's gone. Something really catchy. I'll hire some people on Fiverr, Fiverr to sing it. Uh, it. The masks, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it's getting worse because I was, I saw a woman driving by herself in her car with a mask on and all her windows rolled down. Oh my God. Now I don't quite understand that. I guess if your air conditioning is not working in your car, you would roll on your windows, but I'd probably get that shit fixed if I lived in Georgia and it's August mm-hmm. cause it's pretty hot out, but I'm, you know, it doesn't make any sense. And, um, I had a person cause I, I didn't have any, I used up all my masks, all my disposable ones. And I'd left all my other ones at the house and I didn't have any. And the person wouldn't let me in their house. Really? <laughs> so I just told, I said, yeah, I got everything I need. All right. See ya. Got done. Got done my day a little early. So what exactly did they say to you? Uh, they didn't really say anything. They just, they, they walked, they were, well, they, they were actually weren't, they weren't home when I got there and I, I rang their little ring doorbell thing and they were talking to me and they're like, Oh, we're down at the store. You're a little early. I said, yeah. Like, that's a bad thing. People always complain when I'm early, you know? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole grievance of mine. Because, you know, when I was raised, I'm sure th- even more so with you, my parents said, hey, if you have an appointment or anything that was agreed upon time, you show up 15 minutes early. Yeah. You do. doesn't matter what it is. I was early today. I'm I, sorry. I mean, that's what I do. We're not as bad as the cable company. We give an hour. Okay. We that, get, and that's you know, fair. It's going to be fair. between 11 and 12, 1 and 2 or whatever. We give them an hour, but I usually... St- Start my day early because I just want to get done early because I don't like being outside and around people. And they were just like, um, uh, but they, you know, so I waited for them and I was in my car. And when they got out, they, we didn't go in the house. I'd already went around and looked at the house and everything, kind of figured out what we needed to do. So it wasn't a big deal. Just kind of guessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully everything's right. But um, the guy stayed six feet away and he had his mask on. <laughs> and I reached around in my pocket. And I was like, oh shit, I don't have my mask. I'm out of my mask. I'm maskless. But, you know, whatever, man. They, they promptly paid a, a cleaning crew to, you know, sterilize <laughs> their home. Sterilize their driveway? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they can actually use it again. In their backyard. Disgusting. Because a maskless person walked in their backyard. Well, like I said, even the, even this past week, you know, all this fucking media propaganda, uh, it's really getting to people. More and more people are using the mask. You well, you know, know I, don't have the, I don't have the clip, at my place, but at least. It, was, um, it was this doctor, Dr. Francis Collins, that... Um, uh, on some newscast told parents that they should, if they're, I think they said if they're unvaccinated or their kids are, if they're, even if they're vaccinated or something, mm-hmm. uh, they should be wearing masks at home when their kids are there. <laughs> it's, I got nothing on that. So. There was a, I was watching a, um, yeah. a CNN little clip 
they went to some little town hall in some town. I, I forget specifics, but basically, um, they were debating masks for their for their kids that uh, we were they were about to start school, right? Yeah. And dude, it just ends up with like a hundred adults just ready to fucking fist ready to fight, fight in the streets, and the cops are holding them back. And I looked at my wife. I said, "You know what? Maybe if we just let the fucking adults that consented to fight, just let them fight." Fuck it. You know, fuck it. We're at that point. If, you know, if people are just fucking spending their free time yelling at each other in person, face to face, be a man, throw a fucking punch. All this stuff is what's really sad is all this stuff is kind of turning normal, everyday law abiding citizens. It's going to turn them into criminals at some point. Mm -hmm. They're going to do something they're going to get in trouble with. And it, it, well, it kind of reminds me of a story. I read in a book called Prohibition. And it basically starts uh, and kind of revolves mainly around this. Uh, I don't remember his name. Um, he was an attorney in Cincinnati, Ohio, back when Prohibition hit, and he became a bootlegger. Okay. So he became a very successful bootlegger, apparently, and he made a pr- pretty good wealth you know, out of it. He inevitably got caught and ended up uh, doing two years in Atlanta, uh, Atlanta prison. Wow. Uh, federal, like a federal prison in Atlanta. And... During that two-year time, while he was there, his uh, wife and his ex-partner hooked up. They stole all his money okay. and basically cleaned out his house. And they you know, breaking sold bad all situation. Eh? Yeah, they they took everything they from him. They skylered him. Okay. And so he was going to get a divorce in Cincinnati, and uh, she wanted she wanted a divorce, I guess. So they were apparently on the way to the courthouse for the divorce. He uh, caught up with her. And keep in mind, this is back in the 20s and 30s and stuff or whenever it happened, right? And he uh, shot her car up and killed her. Wow. <laughs> but that's not, that's not the, the best part. She deserved it. He successfully argued that if it hadn't been for prohibition, none of this would have ever happened, and they let him off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Of course, that was a different time. It was a much more simpler time. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, you revenge is an interesting thing because everybody's been wronged by people. Everybody's been wronged by situations. And maybe if in terms of the law, maybe if the law was more open to, you know, acts of revenge and retaliation, maybe people would think twice before screwing people over. Think about that. Yeah. Um, most recently, my dad, he works for this, um, I guess like a boat delivery company. They lives near a lake and, you know, rich people fly across in from, you know, different parts of the country. Um, you know, these rich doctors and lawyers that haven't seen their kids all year and their um, wives, soon to be ex-wives, are basically like, hey, if we don't spend a week with each other, I'm going to divorce you and take the kids. I go, oh, okay, clear my schedule. They, you know, <laughs> they rent a house in this beautiful uh, lake town for a week. And these, these rich assholes, I swear, Dave, it's crazy. The totals my dad has, uh, has shown me on receipts, they'll spend like $40,000 renting like four boats for a week. on a boat multiple boats damn that's a good business dude I mean, yeah i know boats are expensive but man if you're renting them out you know and you're making that kind of money well check we'll check this out so yeah so that that's the so that's the situation but apparently this um the company my dad works for also like sells boats and boating yeah. accessories well they they sold a new ramp a new boat ramp to some guy and the guy didn't want his old ones or like plastic ones for like jet skis or something. Yeah. And my dad asked his boss, Hey, can I take these? His boss says, yeah, he had two of them, gave one to his neighbor, sold the other one on Facebook. It sold for 1200 bucks in five minutes. Uh, <laughs> apparently with the COVID, the COVID pandemic, you know, they're not building these things like they need to. 
So my dad's like, you know, this is great. Helped my neighbor, made twelve hundred bucks, could have made twenty four hundred, but you know, it's all good. Yeah. Well, his neighbor was talking to him. He's like, hey, I can't use the boat ramp. And my dad says, oh, okay, you know, I'll take it back, whatever. And he goes, well, how about you list it and um, give me eight hundred, and you can have the rest. But your dad gave it to him. And for my dad free. said, "What?" <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present I present the question. Maybe if the laws were more open to you know retaliatory um, actions, maybe put it, people wouldn't be such fucking assholes. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta deliver the thing, right? Maybe if the guy said, "Hey, th- throw me eight hundred bucks, I'll deliver it yeah. to whoever buys it." He's his next door neighbor. It's right there. Oh. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just obscene. You know, people treat people like shit because they know the person that's being fucked over can't do anything back. It's true. It's absolutely true. You know, you could, it's, it's the quintessential representation of what happens with bullies in a high school nowadays. You know, back in the day, if somebody was bullying you, you could kick their fucking ass and that's it. That's it. But nowadays, if you retaliate, not only you know, you're going to get your wish. That bully's going to be suspended, but you're getting fucked over too. You're getting suspended too. You're dealing with all the bullshit from the school. Your parents are probably fucking retarded liberals. You're going to get shit from them. And you're just going to be in your room saying, well, you know what? I guess I should have just kept my mouth shut. Should have just kept eating their shit. I should have internalized all the anger until it built up and I shot up a school. I, uh, this is the society we have built. I just got expelled. Did you? I, I, I was in ninth grade and I'm still friends with the guy too, by the way. But he was kind of an asshole, and he just, I used to just ignore people because I don't. I'm not a confrontational kind of person. It feels good. And he was a bigger dude, and uh, he he made some he made a derogatory comment about my last name. Ooh, because you know it's. I'm not going to say what my last name is, but it rhymes with a particular body part. Anyway, vagina. no, it's not vagina. <laughs> Let me. It's a particular male body part, for Kyle. Come oh. on, man. Guy nipples. Come no, on. Sorry, sorry, anyway, he said something to me one day, and it was like the final straw, and I just beat the crap out of him. Felt good, didn't it? And how I, did it feel? It, it felt good, but I got it. I got expelled, <laughs> and sent. This is great. Um, I got expelled and sent for the last two months of school. Sent to a. Uh, I don't know, some kind of like, not an altar, like a, like a, it, it was, it was really funny because I don't know, it's ninth grade. So I was like, what, 14, mm-hmm. I guess. And, um, that's a difficult time. Uh, it was a, it was like a hospital for, oh, for troubled teens. Like a crisis stabilization. Yeah. But you know, I get in there and I had a roommate and me and my roommate realized really quick that, uh, the shit we got in trouble for, we didn't belong in that place because there were some fucked up kids in there. Yeah. There were people that, you know, uh, one kid took a, a, a skill saw to his uh, arm to try and kill himself. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know what a skill saw is, right? I do. Yes. You know how much damage that did? His arm was all wrapped a lot. up. And yeah. so, <laughs> I'm um, surprised he still had his arm. Had another guy who uh, drank, uh, what is that shit called? The alcohol that you get for antiseptic alcohol. Um, oh. Isopropyl. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah. Drank, he drank a couple of bottles of that to try and kill himself. And, wow. and the guy were sitting there one night in our little dorm room going, yeah, we don't really belong here. But we had some, well, what we did, you? we did make the best of it. Cause we used to, they had a padded room where they would put the kids who were like really yeah. out of control yeah, yeah. and they had these, uh, like big padded nerf bat things that were in there. So you could beat. <laughs> and so you could beat the normalcy into these poor kids. Well, you could, you could 
you could beat the walls with it. You could whatever. Oh, to get anger out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he and I went in there because it was a, it was a, it, I mean, this is, you know, this is back in the 80s. They probably can't do this shit nowadays. It didn't have a doorknob on the inside. So once you okay. were locked in, you could not get out unless somebody let you out. So what we did, we locked ourselves in there with those bats and we were beating them on the walls and beating <laughs> each other up until one of the nurses came along and said, all right, guys, get out. I'm just letting my anger out. Come on, man. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Hell, you were 14. You probably tried to fuck the nurse. nurse day. You know, it's, you know it, it's just how I am. I try to make the best of a really fucked up situation. So we, I was, we had fun. I was, in, I was in one of those for like a week. Um, and basically, my situation that put me in there was different than everybody else's. Everybody else's was drugs. Yeah. Hardcore drugs. Like they were arrested and they, they found like a lot of heroin or something. Um, my my roommate, really nice guy. Um, he he had a had an issue with heroin, and uh, my issue wasn't drugs. But I was talking to him about it, and he, you know, I, when when you're roommates with strangers, it's not like you just come out and just try to like make an emotional connection, right? Yeah. Number one, you guys, I don't really give a fuck. But number no. two, we're in a room together, so maybe I'm just going to talk to you, and you kind of read the room, right? But he seemed open to it, so I was just asking him a little bit, and basically he was. They have this really fucked up situation. If you have a problem with drugs, you don't go necessarily to a treatment center. You go to these like almost like out, almost like a halfway house. Now, that's not the correct term, but that's the closest thing I have in my mind at the moment. Basically, anybody, anybody can open one of these shady little halfway houses. And basically, they say, okay, we'll take in a certain number of people. And here's the thing. You, we can drug test you whenever we want. You have to have a job. And at the end of every week, we take half your paycheck. Oh, wow. For a few years. We have to pay for it somehow, right? For, for a few years. So this guy, he, I, I said, okay, so, you know, do you mind me asking, you know, what brought you in? He goes, yeah, it's okay. He's like, I, I was working, working this job. And he's like, I wasn't really happy at it, but I'm just, you know, it was one of those days where, you know, you're just not having it. I said, yeah, I got it. And he's like, I come home. And, you know, this house is full with other guys that I don't want to be around. And he's like, my one roommate at the halfway house, he was a real dick. He said something. And I just snapped. I said, you know what? You won't be laughing when I come in here. I'll fucking kill you. And then he got sent <laughs> to the other place. And he's like, I was just blowing off steam, but they called the cops. That's and a, That's a terroristic threat. Yeah. Um, so you could do that back in the 80s. Yeah, you know you can make those. You make well, threats hey, like that all day long. Hey, hey, this is just keeps going back to don't be a fucking asshole, and somebody won't try to fucking kill you. Easy yeah. as that. Because you have to think from a like a biological standpoint, it takes a lot of effort and going through mental hoops to say, you know what, I'm going to kill this person. I have I have deciphered their actions as so harmful to me. It's better to kill them. Because I think in 99% of people's, you know consciousness and you know their inherent natures they would they would rather either diffuse a situation or like remove themselves from a situation rather than immediately go into i'm going to kill you you know most people aren't psychopaths but anywho that was him he was nice there was another guy he had been in there for five months most people stay at this center for a week this is not a long-term treatment facility <laughs> and it's i i never forget you know i got in i got uh processed i walk in and this guy, long hair, he looks like a hobo Jesus, young kid, probably about, you know, 16, 17, walking around with a Bible scribbled on every page, chanting, walking up and down the hall. And the first two nights I'm there, this, this guy never fucking slept, Dave. 
3 a.m. He's going, I'm the spirit warrior. I will follow, I will help you all. I will defend them. Jehovah, help me. All this shit. <laughs> well, check this, you know, and I start talking to the nurse, God. you know, and, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, he's got some issues. I know it's fucking <laughs> some. It's, it's clearly like schizophrenia. Like he's talking to himself. It's clearly that. Well, check this shit out. I call him over one day. I'm getting kind of more comfortable with, you know, everybody there. And he's, he, he, first thing he asked me, he goes, are you a spirit warrior? I said, yes, and I've been sent to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, oh his, his eyes got fucking huge. He sits down. He goes, do you know the mission? I said, yeah, and I know the outcome. We need to talk. Oh, my God. This guy. And know what's funny? He fucking stops talking to all his fucking, you know, magical friends in his head. But I, I steer the conversation to like, you know, like, hey, let's cut the shit. Let's just fucking talk. Well, and dude, and the thing is, he like snaps out of this schizophrenic trance. We just start talking about guitar shit. And it's like a normal conversation. Like we're talking. He's talking about his, he's big into Ibanez and orange amps. And we talk about that for about an hour and really in-depth stuff. And I said, hey, man, I really enjoy the talk. He goes, our brother, I'll see you in the next dimension, stands up and just starts fucking his spirit warrior chatter back down the hall. You know, um, it, it reminds me of this homeless guy when, you know, a long time ago, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, when I played a lot downtown. And uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was Smith's, Smith's Old Bar. There's like all these That's a places. cool place. I've been there. Yeah. And there was a little coffee shop next to it that was always closed by the time we were getting there to load in or whatever. And there's always a homeless guy that hung outside on these like concrete benches that they had. And, uh, you know, me, I'm, I, I take the thing of like crazy people. You just don't look them in the eye. Yeah. You, you Well, and, and homeless people in general, you walk past them. Don't look them in the eye. But the guitar player in the band, he started talking cause he lived right down the street from this place. So he kind of used to this, this situation and, um, he, he started talking to him. So we started talking to him and then, you know, this was over the course of about a year or so we, you know, we'd go and we'd go in and get, get something to eat and then take him something to eat before our show or whatever. That's nice. But same same situation a little bit crazy you know in the head and then you just start talking to him normally and it was like a a a, a, a light switch is flipped on yes and he becomes normal and it turns out he was like a um uh, an english professor okay but he had mental illness you know his family didn't want anything to do with him yeah and, you know which is kind of sad i mean if you got family that can help out it fucking help you out but um you know he he would ha we'd have these really lucid conversations with this guy where where you, you, i'm going to just describe it like this and you tell me if it's similar it was almost like you pulled his soul from another dimension into this one yeah and it, it clicked on he it's like his gears lined up said oh yeah you know it is a beautiful day outside yeah can you believe the president did that yeah and just stop talking about fucking aliens it, yeah it was it, it was the weirdest thing it was like every time we, we we'd see him it was like he didn't remember who we were yes and then all of a sudden, it would just flip. The light would come on, and bing! Oh, those are those two guys. You know, I mean, we were we, we stood out. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> you know, the guitar player had hair down to his waist, and he was six foot like five, and you know, and I had big old slash type type hair. But um, and we're always loading in equipment. We always had a you know truckload full of shit, and so it would like it would click on, and you know, we'd always take him a burger or something. Mm -hmm. You know, it cost us you know four bucks. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. You know. Cause that was back in, that was back when you could buy a, go to a, go to a, you know, a nice sit down bar and grill and have a burger for not talk bucks. to a fucking loan officer before you ordered off the <laughs> fucking you menu. ordered off the menu. Well, you, you know, you know, obviously mental health is a huge fucking issue worldwide, but especially in this country. And a lot of it would be fixed if 
basically we established centers and, you know, we wouldn't have to, you know, the, the problem is they say, oh, we don't have enough fucking professionals. Well, get, get volunteers or whatever, ha- train them with a two-day seminar and basically with the goal of bringing these, you know, struggling individuals in and just to let them talk to you. You're not trying to change their fucking world. You're not trying to fucking cure whatever you think is wrong with them. A lot of people have gotten so, you know, in such a shitty situation in life because they don't literally have anyone to talk to. Dave, I, you know, if I wanted to, Dave, I could call you whenever and talk to you. I have my wife. I have my family. Similar situation with you. But there are people out there that have nobody. Yeah. And going day in and day out, going to a shitty job. No wonder people lose their fucking mind. Yeah. Oh, well, that, and um, I was reminded, you know, like all the stuff you were talking about earlier, you know, people kind of losing their minds and becoming criminals when they're just normal, everyday people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, and I'm surprised we haven't seen more of it. Uh, I don't know why we, we haven't seen it yet, but back in uh, 07, 08, 09, when the housing market crashed mm-hmm. and, you know, basically the banks, the banks loaned a bunch of money to people who could never pay it back. Yeah. Um, and you had a lot of foreclosures and divorces happened. And I won't forget, I was at a party and for some reason they had the news on. I don't news on at a party it didn't make any sense. But they said, you know, uh, this guy, I think he was from like Tennessee, he shot his wife, killed his wife and his kids, and then he went on a rampage and shot up his old workplace and mm-hmm. and they go, Well, you know, we'll give you the details after the break or whatever they do, you know. It was local it was a local uh, station. And during the commercial, I go, you know, I bet you anything. I said he was losing his house. His wife was divorcing him and he probably just lost his job. Probably lost his job, losing his house. And his wife was divorcing him Mm -hmm. in that order. Mm -hmm. And and Dave, you're just being negative. Well, sure enough, they came back and they said exactly what I had just said. Of course. And, and this was a normal guy who was going through life. And this is why I I don't live my life like this. I'm always waiting for the bad news. Cause it's (laughs) going to come. It's going to (laughs) come. Get ready for it. And, uh, but this is how this happens. And what I think what happens with people that, that do this kind of thing where they go around and they're shooting people and they're killing their wives and doing all kinds of weird shit. I think he killed himself in the end too. Mm-hmm. Um, they, their bubble basically bursts, you know, it, it's like they, they have what they think is supposed to be the American dream as it were with the house and the cars and the kids and the wife. And then all of a sudden it goes away mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do. And then they snap. And that's when everything goes downhill. And that's why I'm kind of surprised that more of that hasn't happened during last year and, and this year, too. Because it, it, it really kind of, you, you read some of these articles, man, and people's mental health is bad. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think their mental health is worse than probably getting the fucking virus. So, so, so let me ask you, Dave. Say, say you were having a, a mental health breakdown. What, what would, and, and, and you recognized it. and you knew you wanted to get help. What would you do? Well, what no, would be the first step that you would do? Knowing the cost of, uh, of medical, I'd probably just call you and rant and rave. <laughs> I, it's, I, it'd probably be cheaper and more effective. I mean, I, I charge a hefty fee, but it's worth I'd, it. I'd try calling you at one o'clock in the morning when, I'd I'm, pick com- up. when I'm completely drunk. I, I'm probably working. <laughs> you know it. what, Cal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well so, so, so let me tell you what most people do. You know, if, if they're really that, you know, that on the edge, they'll con- call 911, right? And then guess what? The ambulance comes and they say, you know, would you like, you know, help? They say, yeah, you know, I, I'm, you know, it's, it's that bad. Take you to the hospital. And they basically 
put you in this little center for about a week. And then they say, okay, uh, we have this like, this like therapist you can talk to. Oh, you're not going to cure yourself, right? No, no. Like I feel, I feel a little bit better. Good. Okay. Yeah. There's this therapist you talk to. Uh, she's, they don't really, they're not going to help you, but you can just kind of like, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll basically tell you that you should be happy because they feel happy and, um, have a good day. Oh, and the bills are going to be in the mail. So yeah. look out for this. And then, and then, and then, <laughs> and then that, you're really going to. It gonna... just makes everything worse. <laughs> yeah. It just makes everything worse. Yeah. Now, they used to have asylums, you know, like mental. I mean, yeah. you've seen the movie One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest yeah. with uh, Jack Nicholson. They used to have asylums. And because I watch all these YouTube channels where these guys go exploring like ruins, you know, like modern day oh, ruins. Yeah, yeah. Abandoned dudes. buildings. Yeah. And a lot of them are old, abandoned Asylum. Yeah, they're they're on, whether they were just for people who were sick with some kind of communicable disease that they you know didn't want to get out there, I guess. Yeah, or they a lot were of men- TB, mentally a lot of TB. ill, uh, mentally ill, you know, uh, psychiatric type places, and they, that's where the Kennedys sent one of their kids. And I don't understand. And and, and it, it, there, are, you know, I've read articles where they've said, you know, when they started shutting those down, that's when the homeless population started kicking out. Of course. Because a crazy person can't hold down a fucking job. Yeah, because they need it. And you know what? Hey, maybe if we got them to a point where they could, maybe that helps society out. Let's help the help these fucking Joe, help my brothers and sisters, Joe. Hey, we need to wish Joe a happy vacation. He's on a two week vacation right now. Who is? Joe Biden? <laughs> Mr. B himself. Wait, he, he's on vacation when they're airlifting people out of... Uh, I figured we were going to get to that, but yeah. Uh, the wait, rabbit's wait, out wait, of the wait. bag, folks. See, Sorry for that. I thought he took like a weekend vacation. I, he's he's out of town while they're airlifting... That's what uh, I heard. yeah. Uh, you know, people out of our, our uh, place Look, in, in, they're only our, they're in only Afghanistan. Our, they're only our young uh, men and women. They it's, don't mean anything. It's like 1975 in uh, Saigon. Oh, we're going to get to, we're going to get to this. Uh, you know, they were, they, they are yeah. people out of Saigon and people yeah. are like hanging on to, you know, helicopters and shit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so let's, 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 let's paint, the, let's paint the, paint the canvas as Bob Ross would say, you know, <laughs> going back to 2001, nine 11 happens. And look, I'm not saying 9-11 didn't happen. All I'm saying is the government knew about it and I suspect had a pretty heavy hand in the actual act itself. Now, you're probably thinking if, if you're ignorant to some of the uh, more knowledgeable conspiracy theorists out there, you're probably thinking, well, Kyle, why the fuck would we do that to our own uh, you know, country, our own civilians? Money. It's always money. Now, you're probably asking, well, Kyle, how'd they get the money? It's all about oil and Opium. That is why we wanted access and control of the Middle East. Well, that's another thing, too. Um, not the gloss over the Afghan thing, because it's kind of a, a, a story that's still developing. The, oh, the president left uh, of Af- Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he, left. he fucking did. He left the country. <laughs> Smart guy. Yeah. That's why he's president. It's, but, it's so, over. Yeah. yeah for, the, for those of you, for the listeners that don't really know what's going on, um, but it like, un, it's like a week. In a week, I know. the Taliban took over the entire country of Afghanistan. Oh. Right, currently, right now, they're taking Kabul right uh, now. And the best part about it is, is we left. I don't know why we do this. I mean, how hard can it be? We brought the shit there. Let's get it back out. Get some C-130s in there and, you know, oh, lo- t- load the shit up. They, the, I saw, you know, usually you see like the terrorists and they're driving around in uh, Toyota Hilux. Yes. Which are Fantastic basically. Fantastic vehicles. Uh, they're, Indestructible. They're, yes. They're the Hilux in Europe and they're the, uh, I think they're the Tacoma here. And, you know, they're great. They're great mm-hmm. trucks. You always see them driving around in the desert shooting off their AKs. And um, now they're driving around in uh, U.S. military Humvees. 
notes <laughs> notes disgusting on uh, furthermore on that point they've been you know releasing some photos of the taliban a lot of them aren't using AKs anymore, brother. They're using M4s yep. with ACOG scopes. There you go. What the fuck? And, I, and I'll tell you why this is all happening. The government says, okay, we've really fucked up this corona bullshit. Everybody fucking hates us. Look, no one's going to buy our new pop album with Ariana Grande. We got to get some more love up here in the White House, right? Okay. Obama's not answering our calls. Hillary Clinton died three months he ago. He wasn't invited to the party. Yeah, you, we've got to get ahead of this fucking disaster. So what they did, they said, okay. To get some patriotism back, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get the fuck out of Afghanistan, even though we should have never been there in the first place, even though we were there for just money, but we can't tell people that. Let's get out. We know the Taliban will take it over like roaches in 30 minutes, which they have. And guess what? Now we can wait for them to do something ridiculous and say, we have to go save the Middle East. And hopefully that'll rile up some patriotism. Yeah. Hopefully Obama will start answering our calls and come back, you know, come do some uh, speeches with Joey B. And everything will be hunky-dory again. And everyone forget about this this little funny little corona thing. Hey, remember that time um, uh, Biden didn't really do much and Trump actually had the vaccine created? No. Yeah, people don't want to talk about that. They don't anymore. talk about that yeah, anymore. anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I uh, saw a thing that uh, they're talking about. You know, they, they had uh, the Afghan army is 350,000 to 75,000 uh, Taliban. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> They said, you know, Biden said, oh, they're a, you know, they're a, they're a strong army. They're well-trained. I saw some guy, he's talking about it. He said, most of them uh, don't even, they can't read or write. Wow. So, you know, and, and a lot of them turned. They're sacrificial they, they, lambs. They, they, they joined the, they joined the Afghan army and then they, they set up their own checkpoints once they got their weapons to extort people, <laughs> you know. So oh, wow. Walking yeah, by and shit. Yeah, to extort people trying to travel through to and from and, you yeah. know. Pay the fine. Yeah. Right. And so basically when they went in these cities, they went, hey, we, we give up. <laughs> Here's our weapons. Have fun. You know, wow. it's. Look, yeah, because what else would they do? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the Middle East, they've, they've had thousands of years to get their shit together and they just can't do it. I love if if everyone's interested, if you'll um you ever seen pictures of the Middle East in like the seventies before like the radical Islam revolution got back into power. Yeah. And changed. it looked like America just with like, you know, brown people essentially. Every the women were in turtlenecks, everyone's like, Yeah, let's party. Well, I don't know if you know know this, but I think Afghanistan was kind of controlled by Russia back back in the eighties. Okay. Um because the first Bush, I think it was the first President Bush. H.W. We actually, that, Herbert that administration actually gave money and weapons to bin Laden and the Taliban yes. to fight against yes. our, our communist oppressors. Yes, I did know, I knew that, I knew we funded the <laughs> Taliban pretty, there you he- go. pretty heftily. Hey, I thought of the perfect. Brilliant, brilliant. That's, a, that's a brilliant strategy. Now, now this, this is, this is a, a gift from me to uh, my buddy Will Farrell. Here's, here's your next movie idea, buddy. You, it's it's you and John C. Riley. I want Will Ferrell to be George Herbert Walker Bush. I want George, John C. Riley to be George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> the comedy writes itself, and I'm not sure we could get who could we get to play uh, Jeb. We need somebody to play Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush. Um, who am I thinking? I don't know. I. Um... We can we can let the Hollywood execs figure that one out, yeah. but yeah, I mean the movie's pretty much written after written that on its own. Yeah, it's it. I'm, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. When the Biden administration came into power, I knew they were going to fuck it up. I just didn't think they were going to fuck it up this badly this quick. Yeah, 
I mean, it's been January. It was August. It's what? Seven months. Yep. Less than a year. Seven months. And you still got a job. You know, if I, if I did something really dumb at my job, I'd probably lose it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just can't get it wrong. It's like AOC. We got her on the screen right here in her photo op. Where were they at? Are they in Washington, D.C.? They were, they were at some monument bullshit. Yeah, I think probably. And, probably. and she had her mask off, surrounded by people. Everybody, everybody's maskless. They're all talking. They're laughing. They're doing their thing. Then they go for the photo op. She puts Every, a mask yep, on. As soon as the photo on. op is done, she takes it off. Now, I don't understand how dumb you have to be in this day and age when everybody's walking around with a full HD yeah. camera and, and video, you know, video camera in their pocket. How dumb do you have to be to try and pull something like that? Especially when it's like 90% of your fucking narrative and your job is creating a narrative. AOC is a recent, um, you know, perpetrator. An even more recent one is my brother from another mother, Obama. He, <laughs> he was at a wedding a few days ago, you know, cutting a rug at a place oh, no, called... He, a, he was at a, he was at, it, that was his 60th birthday party. Was it a birthday party yes, or a wedding? It, oh, it, okay. Leading up to that, because he had like 600 people... And and like two hundred staff or something crazy. Anyway, he wasn't and wearing they, a mask. They scaled it back, and they were like, "Well, it's gonna be outdoors." <laughs> Hold on, I gotta show. You. I did see. I did see aerial pictures. Did it you was see a the fuck, air- It was a fucking compound. The, the, the it was a three story tent, and it was bigger than his eleven point seven million dollar mansion that he has. Um, yeah. <laughs> see, here's the thing, Kyle. When you take when you're indoors and you walk outside, you're now outdoors. Yes. But if you put a tent up, you're now back. You're you're outdoors, but you're indoors again. Uh, now you're an indoor outdoor bisexual. You're you're you're, you're, outdoor, you're now indoor, LBTQ, but you're still outdoor. And oh, did you hear about um uh, what was it Erica Badu? The, the it's the famous video making the rounds because everybody was supposed to not film anything. That was part of the deal. And of course, they put all these pictures up on uh, Twitter and shit. And then they have to take them down the next day. But by that time, it's, it's too late up, because yeah. it's our, the, the damage is done. And um, she apologized and she's, she's trying to get back in the good graces of the, the uh, Obamas of the Obamas. <laughs> you know, you know, that was that was her in that video that you saw him dancing. in the Yeah. Background. Yeah. Yeah. And these are these are two really recent, you know, uh, uh, events that just happened. But some of the more notable ones from, you know, almost a year ago. Remember when Dr. Ouchie Fauci was at the baseball game? Oh with yeah, the fast, yeah. yeah, with the yeah. mask down, mm-hmm. that was a great one. And I think my personal favorite uh, incident of uh, hypocrisy of our, you know, our leadership in uh, this fucking country, Nancy Pelosi. God, she oh. is a looker. God, it's her, been the, it's been the year. Her hair looks so. It's coming fucking up on good, the year dude. anniversary when she dude, got her hair. Let done. me tell you this: every time she gets up to that podium, I'm like. Oh yeah, bitch. Oh yeah, fucking did talk you, that did hair. Did you hear? Uh, yeah, she uh, went to a salon without a mask. Yeah, well, I. I saw an interview with that salon woman a year later, um, just recently, and she had to leave San Francisco because she was getting death threats. Of course. And she I'm was, surprised she, she wasn't was, killed. She was like four or five blocks from Nancy Pelosi's house, the area that it was in. Yeah. And it was, like she goes, it was, it's her neighborhood, and she doesn't even care about her neighborhood. And they asked her, what are you doing now? And she moved back to uh, Fresno. And, and, opened, and opened up another salon there. Good for her. Because, and she's like, I'm glad I got out of San Francisco because it's a sh- basically a shithole. <laughs> At least she doesn't have to worry about getting stabbed by a fucking homeless person. Or, or peed on. Oh, yeah. Speaking of pee, Dave. Did I, did I, yeah, you, you know, know, that, that, you know I, that's going to keep popping up in my head now. Yeah, I, I actually have to go to the restroom, but um, on that, do you want to tell the people about uh, your pee story from my, the week? Mine? 
Uh, you yeah, got a good one. yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know if you know the area. It's Roswell Road and 285. Uh, it, it sounds like a scary inter- place. Interstate, well, it's it, it's a really really nice place actually. I used to have friends that lived over there years ago, and lots of good bars and restaurants and stuff to go and eat. And sounds uh, sounds like they gentrified it, the fuck out. It, of it. it was nice, and now it's not so nice. And I'm driving up Roswell just 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 got off 285. You kind of got to go back over the interstate, and there's a bunch of people waiting for like the bus. Uh-huh. And about ten feet up, I see a woman sitting there with her cart and then she gets up and walks up into like the little grassy area that's like a little hill the old grassy knoll and she's squatting and then i realized she was taking a pee she was was going to the bathroom right there 10 feet from it from everybody i mean obviously she's a homeless person because no one in their right fucking mind (laughs) no matter how bad you gotta go is gonna do that yeah (laughs) you know it's you know it's i'm gonna have this image in my head It, it, it it'll go out of my head and then it'll pop back in like 15 years later. So, Dave, I have the world's most fun game. Have you ever heard of Kyle's crazy COVID game? No. No, it, it's a big deal. Uh, you you should have heard of it. You're living under a fucking rock. So, I heard about this last year, probably around, oh my goodness, probably around May. It's probably been about a year. And I heard about it uh, on a certain conspiratorial website. I'm not, I'm not telling you what it is for, Shane. I'm not telling you what it was. <laughs> so basically, some guy figured out, hey, if you, ta- you can take any three-digit number, I'm talking like 986 to 321, type that into Google with COVID following it, you will always find a news article. You want to play? Wait, really? Yeah. In Google? Yeah, well, well what number you want, Dave? What do you mean? What number am I? Give me a no. Give me type in what three digit number do you want? Any number? Any any three digit number? Six five eight. All right, six five eight. So I type in six five eight five eight space space COVID COVID. Let's see what comes up. Fifteen new COVID. Six hundred fifty eight deaths in Colombia. How could I guess Look, that? health department reports 658 new COVID cases two days ago, folks. This was in Memphis, Tennessee. Wait, wait. There's something wrong. Look at this article above uh-huh. it. It says 658 deaths. And that was a Columbia month ago. records worst daily COVID death toll. Okay, so so pause. Pause. That's the first stage. Yeah. Do it again. Pick a number. Here, let me pick it. 232. 232. TDH reports 232 new COVID-19 cases. This was... Nine days ago. Really? Wait, so, what, Dave. What else is down here? Hold on a second. Yeah. Look at this. USD, whatever that is, 232 survey United shows. United States. Is that what that is? Yeah. Mexico. Two, look, 232 more. Uh-huh. So, okay. So, that's just two instances. Let's go for a third. Your turn. Uh, what number? Uh, I'll just... You know, and I'll ladies just, and gentlemen, you can do this at home, too. We're not gaslighting you. Please. I'll just, uh, I'll just pick a number at random. There we go. Ohio, re- no, no, go. Ohio reports 495, 495 new COVID cases. cases. <laughs> we got to keep going down. Let's, let's, yeah. South Carolina reports. Wait, 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 wait. And these, and ladies and gentlemen, these are all recent articles as this late is, of uh, July. The Ohio 20- thing is July 26th. Mm-hmm. August, a- April 8th. Uh, April 8th. Yeah. Uh, so, look, wait, South Carolina. Okay. That's, that's the same, the same article. What? Yep. Well, why don't? Okay, so it's my turn. I think. Wait, can I put it? Can I put more than three digit number in there? I'm not sure. Let's try. Let's go for one. 
1095. Oh my God, the feds are outside honking at us, telling us, hey, calm it down with the truth. Okay, we got to be careful because anybody who thinks COVID's not real or yeah. is against it. Is, yeah, let's just, so we're, ladies terrorist. and gents, we're trying 1095 space COVID. Let's see what we get. See? See, it doesn't work with four, doesn't four, work digits. With four digits. So give me a, um, let me try. Um, uh, do a, can go to a random number generator. No, no, just do 712. 712. We haven't done that one. We have a random number generator. It's called our brain. Love it. What? Seven. COVID-19 risk perception. Emory University. Oh, that's, just, that's just their phone number. What is the 712 COVID risk? Risk per- perception. perception. Uh, this is the academic dot oop. Oh, Oxford. <laughs> Long-term exposure to pandemics okay, like COVID-19 may increase psychological distress. Oh, no shit. <laughs> There's an article for you right there. Uh, go, go back and hit like news. Maybe the articles will pop up. Maybe it, there's just a, it's an older one. Press more. Where's the news? Oh, I don't usually do this. No, you're fine. 712 inmates. Damn, maybe close contact. Maybe seven bullet. Seven hundred and twelve. Maybe that counts. Maybe it doesn't. But yeah, the Maine Center for Prevention has reported seven hundred and twelve confirmed there COVID cases in Maine. Two days ago, that's two days ago. There it is. Uh, Your turn, Dave. Last one. Last one. Last one. Um, one six nine. One hundred sixty nine COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was three weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen. You are being lied that to. Was three days ago. You are being lied to. This is a game you can play at home. And it, it's, a, it's a great game because the more you play it, uh, the more you're fucking terrified. Because the algorithm knows what it wants to do. It knows what the elites in this country want to do. They want to control and lie to you. And this is one way they do it. Play, play it. Any three-digit number followed by COVID. I'm still waiting for them to unplug me from the matrix. You're, you'll never be that way. You'll, they'll only unplug you once you conform. That's what. the reward. Um, let's, uh, while we're on the COVID thing, yeah. uh, I got to play this thing. This is uh Chet Hanks. I feel like I've heard that last name before. Instagram. Yes. It's Tom Hanks son. It's his third son. I think from uh, Rita Wilson, who he's married to now. Okay. It's his, the middle son. This guy looks like a wigger. Uh, like quintessential. Wait, well, he does rap and stuff. Hold on a second. Can we pull it up after? Let's see. Hey guys. So, um, just checking in. Look, I've been kind of on the fence about this for a while. That's why I've never spoke on it. But with the amount of people that I know recently that, that have gotten COVID and with like the numbers rising, I think it's important for me to say, like, I got the vaccine. I think everybody should. I think it's really important, like, that we all do this just as like citizens, as Americans. We have to look out for each other and get this shit under control, guys. So, like, I suggest to all my followers, you guys make set an appointment and get the vaccine first thing. Psych, bitch. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never had COVID. You ain't sticking me with that motherfucking needle. It's the motherfucking <laughs> flu. Get over it, okay? If you're sick, stay inside. I'm tired of having. Okay, why are we working around y'all? If y'all, uh, if you're in danger, stay your ass inside. <laughs> I'm tired of wearing the motherfucking mask. My nigga, my man. Okay, yes. please pull up his rap right now. Go to YouTube, uh, Chet Hanks. Don't I'm not over my video. Dave doesn't want to talk about critical race no, theory, ladies I and gentlemen. I don't care about critical race theory. <laughs> Chet well, Hanks, it's because you're a POC. Chet Hanks. Here we go. Oh, he's going off. Okay, Chet Hanks, White Boy Summer. Right there. Hell yeah, dude. Scientists at the Na- Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, we'll just 
I mute that for a second here and I'll skip the old advertisements. This is Tom Hanks's kid. Yeah. I swear to God, man, as soon as you get a bag, these bitches want to take it from you. Take it from you. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Turn it up, the beat, and my headphones. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> White boy summer. I met a bad little shorty on the powder dance Getting to the bag like it was her only chance Rich bitch No one up with them bands Said fuck it then she went I like it So Apollo 13 money paid for this, huh? No, he's actually He's done acting and stuff He's got his own, like, career Okay Apparently on Instagram So that's what we're gonna call that? Yeah Okay <laughs> He's been in movies and shit, man I've been in movies, okay Oh, here you want to talk about CRT? Well, look. Prove that people don't talk about these. Whoa! Things. Yeah, you know Ben look, Shapiro. Look, so, so he's the fastest talking dude I know. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Oh god. So, so CRT really kind of originated um, in the humanities in college, in high level college <laughs> class. Yeah, of course, right. <laughs> And that's fine. You know, they could have reasonable discussions, you know, uh, and basically CRT stands for critical race theory. It's the argument that we should discuss more uh, atrocities that happened to colored people in the history of the United States. And there's there's been so many more than just slavery. Right? Why just the United States? What about fucking Somalia? Well, that's so that that's not that's not the, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Afghanistan. So that's not the debate. The, the, Iran. The debate. Do, it, can I go? Can I go on and on and on? I see. Now you're just going to get me mad. Please. I'm, objective complete. Jeez. Uh, go ahead, Kyle. I'm so, listening. So what what has happened recently is these the idea of having these high level college, you know, discussions have been trickled down to the high school consciousness to where a lot of high schools and more liberal areas have really pressured their teachers and, and a lot of the teachers themselves have start to explore the idea of, you know, really discussing these things in a, a perspective, uh, basically saying that white people are awful in, in modern day, even though, you know, no modern day, you know, white person in this country has ever owned a slave, you know, whatever. And basically, uh, people against it are basically arguing, look, I'm sending my white kids to this publicly funded school and they're coming home just saying, hey, dad, I caused racism, which is completely false. And people for it are basically saying like, oh, you just want to whitewash history and not discuss it. So it's, it's this weird fucking discussion, uh, you know, because this, this discussion itself, it's almost like a thought experiment, you know, you know, let, let's talk about it. Let's let's, you know, understand it, which is fine for upper level college classes, but not for high school. You know, for high school classes, I don't think much of the kids input should be respected at all because the kids are fucking stupid. Well. You know, they keep saying white, 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 white with as far as like uh, slavery or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That's why I pulled this up, because my people have been hiding, hiding all this time. And now somebody stuck it out there. So I'm going to bring it out there. The country's most active in the transatlantic slave trade from uh, 1514 to 1866. Okay, but now here we got, uh, we'll start at the bottom, the smallest. We got Denmark, Baltics, 103,988. We've got the U.S., 377,613. Spain, 568,000. Now, 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 what do these numbers represent? They the, repre the number of slaves that they, okay. they moved during, during that time this period. time period. Okay, okay. Spain, 568,654, Netherlands 596,862, France 
1,309,424. The UK, I guess you could call them a, them a white society, <laughs> 3,088,776. But look who's at the top, my people, the Portuguese, the Portugal people. Uh, 3,894,056. You guys were busy. <laughs> you guys were busy. <laughs> well, there, there's an island uh, off the coast of Africa. It's called Cape Verde. It's off the coast of West Coast of Africa. And it's a Portuguese outpost. It's a Portuguese uh, trading you know, mm-hmm. post. It's very nice, actually. It's uh, kind of a, you, you can go visit there. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's like Jamaica or something like that. But... It, what were they doing off the coast of Africa on these fucking islands? They, that was their stop. That was their stopping point. You wow. know, yeah. That's you know, and that's where my grandfather came from. So there you go. That's it. Yeah, see, Cal, just blew your CRT right out, out of the window. Dude, I, I think it's ridiculous. I don't think we should be discussing it in high school, but <laughs> it's not up to me. Apparently, unfortunately, no one asked Wait, me about it. All the acronyms too, like you know, CRT and all this stuff. It wasn't. Wasn't there a wasn't there a TV about that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that's <laughs> yeah. what it was. Okay. <laughs> Every time I TVs. hear it, I go, I go, why the hell? Like, why does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, there's the BLM, yeah, and then there's the BLM. There's the BLM that we all know on in the news, and then there's the BLM because I've heard people use it, and it's the Bureau of Land Management. <laughs> Oops, the other, the other BLM. <laughs> Those poor guys, they're going to work every day, walking through, wading through a crowd of <laughs> got, protesters. Got, like, yeah. look, guys, you got the wrong building. You got the wrong BLM people. Speaking of words you've heard before, urine. Jimmy. Jimmy urine. Jimmy urine. Mindless self-indulgence. <sighs> you were just talking about him, Kyle. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, yeah, you like that. You've got a thing because, you, you know, the other guy you brought up, a uh, musician you brought up. No, not Trevor. The, uh, the other Joey dude. Jordanson. No, not Joey Jordan. So I don't know. The, the but, other guy who was busted for molesting. We were listening to his song. They oh, had the Mr. Video. Kitty. Yeah, good yes, guy. Mr. Kitty. Well, you know, with a name like that, there's no doubt. <laughs> I always wonder why he spelled Mr. Kitty K-I-D-D-I-E. It's weird. What is ever going to happen <laughs> with this? Because, I mean, uh, to your second Read us row, the headline. Read us the headline, uh, Dave. Mindless self-indulgent singer Jimmy Urin sued for sexual assault of a minor. Now, he's being sued because I'm pretty sure that the... Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, well let's get into mm-hmm. it. So it says, uh, James Uringer. No wonder he goes by Jimmy Urin. Uh, accused of two-year sexual relationship with a 15-year-old who accuses him of grooming, molesting, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did this happen? Oh, oh, from it happened from January 97 to 99. That's why it's a it's a it's a financial lawsuit. Yes. It's a civil lawsuit, not a because I'm sure the statute not a criminal one. Statute yeah, of yeah. limitations are gone. Yeah. Um, especially he's out of New York, so yeah, you know they don't they just catch and release there. Um, <laughs> says it was uh, starting when she was 15 years old and Neuringer was 27. Groomed and manipulated her into believing that his sexual assaultive behavior was not criminal and that by engaging in sexual activity with him, plaintiff was actually helping to protect younger girls from sexual assaults. Man, that is a, that is a serious, uh, serious situation. But if he actually did that, that's some pretty high level thinking there to, to, to use that logic on somebody <laughs> especially coming from the guy that's you know writing shut me up and bitches if you guys yeah. haven't heard mindless self-indulgence you know let's play one of their songs dev can uh, we please can we hit some msi clips yeah go with bitches bitches love me because they know that i can fuck the, you know really high level. you know they've been compared to mozart um and the beatles um and here's some proof of that Oh, look at five five point three million views. That's how you know you made it. Uh, you and your fucking non. You know, 
Ladies and gentlemen, please text Dave uh, and tell him to get Adblock. Yeah. I love this shit, dude. I raped 15 year old girls. I, you know, I got a hard time believing this. Oh, yeah. I did. did he even know she was 15? Uh, dude, he was probably so Have you seen up some 15 year olds? It's all the, it's the hormones in the chicken, uh, brother. I, yeah. I, you know, I, sometimes I come home past the winder high school. Get excited. And, <laughs> no, I don't get excited. You and Tony there's, are out there, and Tony's like, hey, those young boys are looking pretty good. You're uh, like, no, Tony, calm there's, down. There's, you know, the kids out there doing their thing, and I'm looking at these kids going, what the? They're either walking home or they're, you know, whatever, cheerleading mm-hmm. practice or whatever. I'm going, good God. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. It's the hormones. It is. Dude, it fucking is. Because there's no re- a chicken breast shouldn't be that big. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know, okay, so so my my wife, when she lived at home, they had almost like a little farm going on. They had goats and chickens. And their chickens, you know, we just, <laughs> hell, they survived on, you know, the bugs in the ground. That's what chickens are great for. And, you know, it's just some basic chicken feed. Nothing crazy, nothing like a commercial uh, outfit in terms of farming. But, you know, they were just normal size. Like, what you think of a chicken, that's what they looked like. But if you like Google, like Purdue, like chicken farms and they're, they're Tyson, huge. they're fucking huge. They're like linebacker chickens. And that's why when you go to the grocery store, you pick up that pack of chicken breast and it's each one is fucking huge, man. It's like the size of your bicep. It's fucking ridiculously large. And it's, it's all the fucking hormones, well, the growth hormones. I, it's, and you're eating that when you eat that chicken. I just read down more in this article and I think he might be screwed. It says because uh, he has a penis. So it says guilty. it says Euringer knew the accuser was a minor, according to the suit, having at one point written her a letter wishing her a happy fifteenth birthday. That's why I never say nice things to anybody. Yeah, you just, you just say sorry. happy birthday. Where, where are you going to go out? To, where are you going out to drink tonight? <laughs> you know, cover got to cover your ass if you're going to do shit like that. Wow. Uh, uh, he was treated treated the planet as though. She was his girlfriend, and the two were in consensual relationship. But this was like twenty years ago. Well, you you, you know <laughs> 20, what? Um, twenty three was it? Twenty four years either, ago. It was either um, maybe you've heard of this. Uh, it was either Mick Jagger or Steven Tyler. I want to say it was Steven Tyler. When he was in his twenties, in his mid mid to late twenties, uh, he found some like thirteen or fifteen year old girl in Alabama, and convinced her parents to let uh, him marry her. Was that Mick Jagger? Well, it was either Mick Jagger or Steven Tyler. Yeah, Jamie, pull that up. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So this 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 <laughs> trend and it is not you know, <laughs> it's nothing new. Yeah, it's it's you know played out many times before. But it's always it's always sad, you know. You you have these musicians that you're like, man, I love your music, and you know, you listen to it. Then you have to think like, how many songs were written about him fucking a 15 year old? <laughs> He's yeah, 20 no. something. I don't know, man. Man, we live in a fucked up world. But Dave, you know what? Another week's gone by, and unfortunately, we're still here. And it's looking like we'll be here next week. So we're gonna spend the next week uh, listening and researching the things you care about. So, folks, please tune in next week. Thank you for listening. We're and, out. Unless somebody unplugs me.